Okay, Rucham Abam, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We have a new beginning this evening. We begin the Shurim on Sefer Bamidbar. The Shurim on Sefer Bamidbar are again generously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim and Mashbachta, Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Shlem Eliezer, Ben Rabbi Yaakov Zakheim, and Lila Nishmas, Rivka Bastuvia, Halevi, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Viganeden, Tehemenu Chasam. They should be Melitza Yisharm for their whole family, Abiyasko El Tzedek. This Sefer is also generously sponsored by my dear friend, Rabbi Isaac Yasolovsky, Lila Nishmas, his father, Shabsi Ben, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac. The yard site is Yud Tesvav Sivan, Began Eden Tehei Menu And since Rabbi Isaac always likes to discuss this topic, so we're going to start off Sefer Bab Midbar with uh, one of Rabbi Isaac's uh, favorite topics. Tonight's show is also dedicated by Eliezer Jacobowitz as a chos for a shidduch for Mordechai Ichesko ben Necha Devoira. He should find his zivug hagon bekarev mamish. Okay. Bamidbar. Numbers. Su'u esroish kaladas v'nei Yisrael. Lift up the heads of the whole community of the Jewish people, l'mish b'chaisam, by their family, l'beis havoisam, by their father's house, the Mispar Shemois, according to the number of names, Kol Zachar, every male, Legul Gilaisam, by their head count. So one of the great Italian Mikubalim, Ramami Pano. Ramanachim Azaria of Pano, who began as a great student of Ramak, Ramosha Cordovero. In fact, when the Ramak passed away, he bought the folios of the Ramak Svarim off of his Almana. We actually have a record of how much money she paid for, uh, he paid for it. Later on in life, he became a student of the Arizal through his Rebbe, Rabbi Yisrael Saruk. He writes in Maimar Eim Kolchai, Simen Gimel, he says something amazing. What does the word Legul Geloisa mean? Literally by their head count. He says, actually, the names mentioned in Bamidbar are only individuals that had the capacity to father and be the patriarch of 600,000 Jews. Whether they did or not, that's not relevant. They had the capacity to. He was able, Moshe was able to see into their brain. I'm speculating. The zera in Kabbalah, a person's zera comes from their mayach. Even biologically, the pituitary gland controls the hormone of uh, one zera. But Kabbalistically, it comes from the Mayach. So Moshe was able to see into people's head how many, how much zera there was that they could father. But then the Ramami Pano reveals a astounding revelation. Legul Galaisa. Moshe could look at you and he could know how many trips you will make back to this world. By their Gilgulim, by their reincarnations. As we know, even though this is not mentioned in the Gemara, you know, if you wanted to know where in Shas does it talk about Gilgal, the answer is nowhere. In fact, there's a very controversial comment of the Rashash that perhaps indicate that it's not universally accepted. Nevertheless, um, if you wanted to know how many times in Yeshiva, did they mention the concept of Gilgal? It also wasn't mentioned. 
One time Rav Avigdor Miller was asked about Gilgulim, and he answered, it's not mentioned in Shas, it's not in the Bavli or the Yushalmi, I didn't hear it from my Rabbeim, and therefore I don't speak about it. But, <laughs> nowadays, with the proliferation of Svarim, certain ideas are so widespread that it's, you know, um, most of the, the Ape Plasa, you know, in Hilchas Lashon Hara, there's a Halacha, and we don't hold this way. Something that three people know about, there is an opinion that maybe you could say it. We actually don't hold that way, and you shouldn't rely on that. But this is, uh, when it comes to certain ideas in Torah, this is, and this is a concept that is well-known, well-documented, and uh, the Shvile Pinchas, who I happen to have the good fortune of spending a lot of time with the last 24 hours, I sat with him at a wedding, and he told me many chidushim about this subject, and uh, he brings in all of his svarim, and also the Chida talks about it extensively. There is a concept in Jewish thought of Gilgulam, reincarnation, and we're going to see what that means, where a person can come back to this world, and his soul is born into another body to somehow rectify past past error or past mistake. A person could be misakin. So the pasuk means kol zachar Rabbeinu could look into your soul, and he could see how many times you're going to have to be a gilgal. By the way, does anybody know what is the maximum number of times a person has to come back to this world? There's a there's a gilgal cap. There's salary caps. There's a Gilgal cap. You're capped at four times. Okay? Four times. That's the um, most amount of times. Now, if you want to know why, um, I never knew why until last night. I was sitting with the Shvile Pinchas, with Pinchas Hagoin, with Pinchas Friedman Shlita, and he told me that he got a hold of a sefer. It's called Binas Yisachar. And he said he read the entire sefer cover to cover, and he found one chidosh. Because he was... <laughs> He was bothered his whole life by the following question. Why would somebody have to come back as a Gilgal? Uh, that means uh, for they, they didn't do the job the first time, so they're coming back the second time to fix it up. So now are they going to fix it up the second time, or are they not going to fix it up? Okay. So you say, pick them. You know, 50-50. Because you can't say it's rigged. If it's rigged, so there's no free choice. So what's the point of it? So if it's not rigged, so then, who says you're going to fix it the second time? If you messed up the first time, maybe you messed up the second time. So he never understood until he saw the Binas Yisachar. The Binas Yisachar says that there are four elements in this world. There's Eish, there's fire, there's Mayim, there's water, there's Ruach, wind, and there is Afar, earth. Now, it sounds like... A an ancient Greek belief, but we, we also subscribe to such an idea that there are four main elements. And Rav Chaim Vital writes, different midas come from different elements. A person is, consists of different elements. So, kas comes from fire. Taiva comes from mayim. And different elements um, contribute to different personality traits. So let's say, if a person in his first Gilgal, he was always angry because he had a lot of ish. So what Hashem will do is, the second time around, you come back with more mayim. So that helps you overcome the kas. So, so you're, it's not that you don't have free choice, but you're predisposed 
to be more inclined to overcome that which you had a difficult time the first time around. So then it comes out, you're maxed out at four times. Because the whole purpose of coming back is to have an opportunity w- under the auspices of the other element. But there are four elements, and therefore that's the reason why you're maxed out at four times. And that's what the Rav Shulei Pinchas told me last night at the wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. They, had the be- they flew in the best singers in the whole world. Zanvil Weinberger was singing there, and Ariela Samet was singing there, and um, one second, Burko was singing there, and also from London, um, Shlomi Gertner was singing there. And I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't want to violate confidentiality. One of them consistently lives, listens to the Shiram. I'm not going to say which one. You know, I have confidentiality. Uh, agreement. But but even though that was beautiful music, I was listening the whole night to the music of the Shvile Pinchas. Okay. So this was one of the Chidushim that he told me. And then he sent me an email before the Shir with the Binas Yisachar. And the title of the email was The Binas Yisachar in its Full Glory. That's what the headline of the email was. Any event, now, now this would shed light on an unbelievable teaching of the Megala Amukais. Megal Amukoy says that when Moshe Rabbeinu daven to Hashem ata hachiloisa laharoyis esavdecha, the Megal Amukoy says that Moshe Rabbeinu was mespalel on the soid hagilgal because Gilgal is gematria seventy-two chesed. Gilgal is a chesed. Hashem does you a chesed that you could come back and fix things. And now, according to this Binas Yisachar, we understand the chesed of it because the second time around, instead of being a fiery guy, you're more into the water. So that helps you overcome the kas. So there's a certain element of chesed in the Gilgulim. And this is brought in the Yaakov Raveni in this week's parasha. Look at number four. Moshra Benu Yada Kama Pa'amim Yizgagal Kalecham Yisrael. He would look at you, he would say, two, three, one, four. Huh? What are you saying? No, don't worry. Just, you know. Moshra Benu knew how many times. Now it's unbelievable. Chassam Soifer himself in the Chuvas Chassam Soifer in Yardea. Simon Reich Sadi Dalid writes that he, he was always bothered. Why does the Torah say in the beginning of this week's parsha, Legul Geloisam? And he quotes Ramam Mipano. The reason why the parsha begins Legul Geloisam is to allude to this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu not only knew the exact count of Klal Yisrael, but he knew how many transmigrations, I think that's the uh, academic word to refer to um, reincarnation how many transmigrations a person would have to make. Ah! Comes the Chidah, and the Chidah reveals the bombshell of the year. Okay, you ready? Fasten your seatbelts. Mr. Itzkowitz, you're, you're okay? Yeah. You're, calm, you're calm? You ready for this? Take a deep breath. Says the Chidah, there is a very powerful teaching of the Rizal that women are not reincarnated. Women have one chance. Women don't come back. That's the pshat called Zohar Legulgalaisam. Males, according to their reincarnation. But not females. Females are not reincarnated. What? By the way, that. that what? Another pshat in Shaloya Sani Isha. That what? 
that a woman only gets, meaning, Baruch Hashem, then I'm a man, that I could come back to this world. Okay. We're gonna save that thought. Okay, save that thought. Because we're going to come back to that. Okay? But this is the um, what the Chidah says. According to the teaching of the Arizal, that only men can be reincarnated. Women cannot be reincarnated. This is what it means. called Zachar Lugula. Males, according to the reincarnation. The Chakal Yitzchak of Spinka, he brings also. According to the Ari, that women don't come to Gilgal, that's what it means. Call Zachar Legulgalaisam. Comes with Pinchas Karatzer, one of the early Hasidic masters, and he quotes the Arizal that a, a man could be reincarnated, Masha'inkin, a woman. And by the way, Gilgulim are judged between Pesach and Shavuos. That's the secret. Oimer! You know what Sphiros Oimer is? La Gulgoyles. Sphiros Oimer is to judge Gilgulim. This is the secret reason why we don't tell women to count Sphira. It's not relevant to them. Sphira Soimer is to be Mesakein Gilgulim. And women, they don't have Tikkun Begilgul. Now if you came here tonight, if you came here tonight for a nice, fuzzy, feel-good shear, you got the wrong channel. You could just change the channel and there are other speakers that could feed you lots of fluff. But if you want to hear the truth, you came to the right you came to the right channel. The Arizal says women do not are not nizgalgal. And that's the secret of why men count Svira. Oimer, Svira Oimer is la gulgoyles for those who are able to be nizgalgal. You can't be nizgalgal, you don't have to count Svira. Okay. Now let's examine exactly what the Arizal says. Now, now I asked the Shvile Pinchas, did you ever speak about this topic? <laughs> He said no. <laughs> um, but the uh, Shiva has wrote about it because um, this is a subject that there are many different opinions. So um, the Shiva Pinchas revealed that it's his derech that he wants to give a, a shear on one approach, that a very beautiful Gishmak approach. But over here we like to go through the different approaches. So uh, hopefully... We, we could discuss this this evening. That Rizal wrote an entire book on Gogolim called Sharha Gogolim. And he wrote many different introductory remarks regarding Gogolim, and he says as follows Gilgul is only noyeg by men and not by women. That's the meaning of the Pasuk in Kohelas. You know what Kohelas is? Ecclesiastes. A generation comes, a generation goes. One. One soul comes, one soul goes, soul after soul. But the earth stands still. So the first part of the puzzle is talking about Gilgal. Gogulam are Niskalgel. Souls come, souls go. But Haaretz, women in Kabbalah are called Aretz. And Laoilamai Medes, they do not come back to Gilgal. Why? Vashti? Who's Vashti? Never heard of her. We're going to come to that. We're going to come to that. So you're asking, Vashti was a Gilgal. But she was, she, who, who was her reincarnation? Who remembers? Vashti reincarnated as a cow. Okay, so we're going to have to come to this, okay? Zarizal says something incredible. Why do only men go have a Gilgal? Women don't have a Gilgal. Remember, Gilgal is a chesed of Hashem. 
He says, because men learn Taira, and when a person learns Taira, it makes you invincible to Gehenna. They could put you in the fire, and nothing happens. You're not, you're not, you're not consumed by the fire. So since men are Oisek and Torah, they cannot be dominated by the fire of Gehenna. Like we find by Elisha ben Avuya, they didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't put him in Gan Eden because of his beliefs. They couldn't put him in Gehenna because he learned Torah. So we see if someone is Oisek and Torah. They don't go to Gehenim. I, women, could also learn Torah, but they're not mitzvah. They're not commanded. They don't have the special spiritual protection of Torah, even if they learn Torah. Therefore, men can't go to Gehenim. So they have no choice. The only way to cleanse them is through Gilgulim. By the way, this this year is not for the faint-hearted. That's I want to start. Okay, so if you already heard too much, at this point, you could still recover, okay? If this is too much for you, turn it off now. You'll tune in next week. Next week, we'll do something maybe about Megillus Rus. It's much easier. It will, okay, so, you know, cut your losses here. If you think you can handle it, you're still invited to, to remain with us. The, the Arizal says, Men are Oisik Batayra. Therefore, they're protected from Gehenna. Therefore, they have no option but Gilgal. But Nashim are not Oisik B'Toyra. They could go to Gehenna, and therefore that obviates the need for Gilgalim. Okay, that's what Arizal says. Interesting, no? By the way, Chesed Li Avram. And the Arizal says the same thing in the Shar HaGagulim, Hakdama Chaf. Women do not come back in a Gilgal. This is reiterated by Chesed Li Avram, Avram Azulai, the great-great-grandfather of Chida. He says, Zecharim are mezgalgal. Nashim eno mezgalgalais. So this is a very interesting uh, idea. And Arizal sort of says that this is one of the 400 questions Shoyel asked, um, that, that Doyeg and Achitoifel asked about Migdal HaPoireach Ba'aver. Ah. Now maybe you'll say there's another reason why men have Gilgal and women don't. What's the whole reason why we say that men have Gilgal because they can't go to Gehenna. But women could go to Gehenna, so they don't need Gilgal. Men need Gilgal. There's another way to get out of Gehenna. Who stands at the doorway of Gehenna and schleps out anybody who has a bris milah? Avram Avinu. Chazal say that Avram Avinu sits by the gate of Gehenna, and anyone who has a bris milah, he doesn't let them, uh, he doesn't let them drop them in the pot. So that would be another reason Men don't go to Gehenna, they have Brismila. So they need Gilgal. Women, they don't have Brismila. So they're not given the option of Gilgal. But it's interesting, Megadim Chadashim, Rabbi Yoyal Weiss, um, uh, the author of Megadim Chadashim, he brings that the Gemara, and this is an idea that the Rav Shlomo Kluger brings out regarding this Chazal, that Abraham sits at the entrance of Gehenna and he doesn't let anyone who has a Mila enter. Does that apply to women or does that not apply to women? So you say at first glance, of course it doesn't apply to women. Women don't have rasmila. But the Gemara in Avodah says in Avchavzayin that according to the Manda Amar, himoil yimoil, a woman is as if she's circumcised. Now, why would that be? Because we have to look at it like this. Is it that you can have the disgrace of having an Arla? And in that case, a woman doesn't have an Arla. Or is it that you have to have the positive attribute of Mila? Do you have to be positively circumcised? 
Or is it that you can't have the negative deficiency of the foreskin? So if it's you need to be positively circumcised so a woman is not included in that. If it's that you can't have the deficiency of an Arla, a woman would be considered a Nima. Basically, if Shlomo Kluger proves that it's not a matter of the positive quality of Mila, but it's the negative deficiency of the Arla, and in that case a woman is considered Nimoil, and in that case you cannot distinguish between a man and a woman. By the way, this is a uh, idea that is spoken about by the Chida in his Drashas Ruach Chaim, if you look at number 14, he says it's very well known that the Arizal said most women don't come to Gilgal. Uh, I sort of uh, slipped over there. And in, uh, in number 15, the, the Chida brings down, Gilgal is only for men and not for women. Women get their Oynesh in Olam Haba and in Gehenim. Ah, so a man who doesn't learn, so he gets, um, then then he could go into the self-cleaning oven. So then he doesn't need to have, uh, he doesn't need to um, come back as a go-go. But the thing is, does that, is that really possible? Because the Malach comes and teaches everybody Torah. So is that enough to make a person impervious to the fires of Gehenim? Okay, but here's the question of the night. Because I know your Yaakov already, uh, he was on this from the beginning, and many of you are thinking, really? Women don't have Gilgal? If you look in the Sefer Yalkut Hagershuni, he brings from the Chidah's commentary on Megillas Rus, that Naomi, although she wasn't punished by Hashem, but she never protested against her husband for leaving Eretz Yisrael, and her children for marrying Mayavim, and therefore she somewhat an accomplice to their crime, and therefore she says, Kerena li Mara, she should be reincarnated bimara. So ask the Yaakar HaGershuni, what do you mean? Women are not reincarnated. So Magadim Chadashim points out that Naomi is not the only example of women being reincarnated. Anyone who has any familiarity at all with the whole subject of Gogulam know that there are many, many, many instances of women being gogulim. You, you know, with men you have many rounds. You know, like recently we had that Haran was was Yeshua Kohen Gadol, who is later Rebbe Yeshua. Men, men have many rounds, but women we know Esther was the Gilgal of Yael, Kozbi Basur was Nisgalgel Bebas Yiftach. Chava, who is Chava? I mean, there are probably many, many people who the Mikubalim say were Chava. Most notably, Basheva. Okay, let's see, uh, let's see how long you've been listening to the Shurim. Who remembers? Who's the Gilgal of Hagar? Hagar, this is a oh, very old one. Who did Hagar? The, 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 the maid by David Oh, I think you're disqualified from answering these questions, right? But very good. No, no, no. So Rabbi Gedalia Schwartz got it. He, he knew this like uh, Ashrei. The, the, um, Hagar was reincarnated as the servant, the maid servant of the wife of Yishai. And she... Yeah? Okay, that's an old uh, an old Torah. 
That, that, that's from the Arizal, the Chidar brings it down, Hagar. And we once explained that because Hagar brought Yishmael into the world, so to rectify that, she came back as the maidservant of Yishai to allow Yishai to live with his wife so that Yishai could produce David, who's the antidote to Yishmael. Okay, how about Amasloi Bas Karnavoy? Who's that, by the way? Avraham's mother, okay? Amasloi Bas Karnavai. She reincarnated, no? Gedalia? She reincarnated as Dina, Tsipaira, Tsipaira, Devaira, and many, many, many other examples. And Bechlal, you could ask, the whole source of women reincarnating is Arizal, but Arizal says women do not reincarnate. Yeah, look, it could, I would think it could get very messy if they're gonna to have to start putting on the resume, right? <laughs> Put on, which seminary did you go to? You know, what shul do you daven in? And how, and who are you? <laughs> yeah? But you should know that there were certain rebbes, the Yismach Moshe, for example, revealed that different, um, who he was a Gilgal of. I think he said that he was a Gilgal of people in the generation of Kairach. And they asked him, whose side were you on? <laughs> he said, I stayed out of it. <laughs> Usually not, no. The whole point is you're not supposed to know. Look, uh, you know, this is, just, this, this is just, you know, before Shavuos, to whet your appetite a little bit. Um, okay. So that's, that's the question. The question is, Rabbi Isai, there are many, many, many examples of Nashim Horagogulim in history. So what exactly does Arizal mean that men are Nisgagel, women are not Nisgagel? So the first, now I'll tell you the truth. Many people ask this question. For example, if you look in number 22, Be'er Shloimai, with Shloimot Sukkar, he brings down uh, regarding Gogulim, that on the Pasuk, Adam Echad Me'elef Matsasi, Ve'isha Bechol Ela Loi Matsasi, that the Svarim tell us that men are Nizgalgel, but Isha Bechol Ela Loi Matsasi, women are not Nizgalgel. And that Rizal says on the Pasuk, Hain Kol Ela Yifal Kel Pa'amim Shalosh Im Gever, that a man could be Nizgalgel three times, but only Gever, not a woman. And yet there are many, many examples of women being Nisgalgal. That's the question of the Be'er Shloimai, to which he answers the Tzarechion. I don't know the answer to this great philosophical, mystical dilemma. On the one hand, Arizal says women are not Nisgalgal, and we have all these examples of Gilgulim. Or in the Sefer Yalkut HaPlois, number 21, he brings the same question. We find many Gilgulim by Nosham, um, Tzipaira, was the Tuuma Yisera of Hevel. Or we talk about the, the Gilgal of Shlemis Bastivri. So they, many Mepharshim ask this question. And the Mechilas Kvayt Tairasam, I don't understand the question to begin with. I wouldn't consider this an answer. You just have to read the Maramakai carefully. 
Look again in number seven. In number seven, the Chida says, Kal Zachar Legogalaisam. The Chida is very careful. Now, one second. If you look in the Arizal, in number ten, he says, Midas Hagilgal Noiheges Ba'anoshim Veloi Benoshim. That would sound like men are Nizgalgal, women are not Nizgalgalas. But if you look in the Chida, the Chida is very careful in his language. He says, The Hanoshim Al Haroiv Layavoyu Begilgal. Women, in most cases, are not Nisgalga. And that's a good thing. When you get married, you, you sort of hope that, you know, it's uh, Zivig Rishon, right? But, um, but the Chida is very careful to say that, not that women are Nishla, Legamri, they're not completely removed from the possibility of Gilgal, it's just that, in most scenarios, women are not Nisgalga. And the reason is, because men... Do, men are able to get out of Gehenim, so then they're, they're stuck, they're between a rock and a hard place, so Hashem has to give them Gilgulim. Women could get Kapara in Gehenim, it doesn't mean they can't get Kapara with Gilgul. So that's sort of my question on this whole thing. I don't understand the big fuss and the big question over here. If you look carefully in the, the way the Chida understands Arizal, the Chida says very careful, very clearly that in most cases, women are not Nisgaga. And this is the point that the Megadim Chadasha makes a number 17, that, um, let's see, he says, V'haroya yira b'divei richida shadayik ma'oid b'lshoyna v'kasav ki roiv hanoshim einan ba'ois b'lgilgal. Now, moreover, that Rizal writes explicitly, if you look on the bottom lines of number 10, that it's possible that there are situations that uh, women are nisgalgal. Um, for example, if you look in the Chesed Avram at the end of 11, he says, sometimes a woman is nisgalgales because of her husband. So if the husband doesn't come to enough Wednesday night shirim, it could be the, you know, the wife will have to come back and next time around, she'll make sure he goes to the Wednesday night cheer. Okay. I thought you would like that one. Fine. So, uh, <laughs> now, it's interesting that the Arizal says the following possibility. And that is, if a woman becomes pregnant under certain circumstances, and then she gives birth to a girl that girl could be a Gilgal. Okay, so now we're get, we'll, we'll, we'll bring this in um, momentarily. And that is, here's another reason why I don't understand the question to begin with. If you look at what the Ari writes, he says, Ha'amnam afapisha'inam esgalgalais hinehim ba'is l'famim beside ha'ibar. Now what does that mean? Who else makes this point? Um, if you look at number 18, the Mikdash Melech quotes Rav Moshe Zakuta. Rav Moshe Zakuta was one of the great Mikubalim. He's buried in Italy, right next to the Ramami Pano, at the Schus to be at his kever. He says that even though women are not Nizgalgel, but he says it could be that they do have Soid Ha'ibor. And Ibor is different than Gilgal. 
So women will not have Gilgal, they'll have Ibor. So I, I don't understand why the Ramesh Zakuto has to give this as an answer. That Rizal himself, he writes, we saw in number 10, So I called up Rav Pinchas Friedman today. And I said, Rabbi, could you tell me in a nutshell, what's the difference between Gilgal and Ibor? He said, it's not a nutshell. Okay, so I said, tell me the whole thing. So they said, I'll send you what I wrote about it. So I think I brought it. Did it make it here? Yeah. I have two copies. So if anybody wants, I, I, I could spare one of them. Basically, there's a difference between Gilgal and Ibar. The Ari writes in the Shah Gilgulam, and I'm reading to you from the personal notes of the Shvile Pinchas. The Arizal writes that sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send down to this world the soul of a tzaddik, that that soul will join someone who is already born. This is not Gilgal. You have a guy, he's walking around, he's alive and kicking, he's, uh, he sells used cars. He's 53 years old. He, uh, he's a regular guy. Sometimes God will send down the soul of a tzaddik to cling on to that guy for a cameo appearance. For a week, for a month, for a year. Why? That's called Ibor, not Gilgal. Gilgal is at the time a person is born, God will send down a soul that already existed to bear all the suffering of this world in order to rectify. And the person cannot leave, the soul cannot leave until the day of death. That's Gilgal, that's not Ibor. Ibor is someone who's already born, and he's uh, already an adult. The person can get the, some tzaddik's neshama, can be an appendage onto to his neshama for a, a limited amount of time. And it's like the person is pregnant. Why? What's pregnancy? Pregnancy is you're a human being, a woman's a human being, and she's carrying someone else. So you could be spiritually pregnant. You could be walking and talking, and you're now, a tzaddik is hanging on the bus. You know, you have these um, garbage trucks, somebody wants to hitch a ride, they jump onto the back of the truck, and they're hanging on. Sometimes Hashem could send the soul of a tzaddik onto a person for a short amount of time, why? why? Why does Hashem do that? Gilgal, we know. person didn't act properly first time around, so now uh, Hashem gives another opportunity. Why would Hashem send the soul of a tzaddik down here to this world? One of two reasons. Sometimes Hashem wants to give someone assistance. So in order to give assistance, In order to give assistance, he will give you a boost of the soul of a tzaddik for a specific amount of time. There are many examples of this. It is said that when the Ben Ishchai davened at the kever of Ben Ayahu Ben Yehoyada, he got the soul of Ben Ayahu Ben Yehoyada. That's such a tradition we have. There are many other instances of that. And sometimes it's a punishment for the tzaddik, that he doesn't have to come back to this world permanently, 
but for a short amount of time, he, he comes back for a week, for a month to, uh, to rectify. It's, a, it's not as painful as uh, Gilgal. For example, in Shah Hamitzvah, the Parshas Kiseitzeh, the Pinchas Friedman says, Tsar HaGilgal Gadol B'Ma'od Ma'od Mitzar Ho'iba. Okay. You thought this was going to be a, a nice, pleasant evening. Sure. Once we're, once we're, yeah. So, go back to your, the, the, the Pasuk in the, in the, in the Holy. So, what was the original intent of, the, of what it says? Kol Zachar Le Primarily, first of all, we're only counting the males. Just counting. And, and, but the secret, there's a secret dimension over here that Moshe Rabbeinu was aware, he was cognizant of the Gulgulim, but specifically for the males, the females, now we're learning, it wasn't that applicable. I, we find many instances but that, it, that but there it, were, it, yeah. It is, so, what is the Gulgulim mean in the context of straight? We're saying the by their reincarnations. That's not the simple reading of the Pasuk. That's a secret, mystical, right. the simple reading? The awesome. by their head count. But it's an unusual word. Right. By their uh, Gilgal. I mean, that's, what a, that's why the Mikubalim say this is a reference to the concept of Gilgulim. So again, this is more for your, just for your knowledge. It's not like we uh, live life this way, thinking about, uh, you know, what, what, who were we? What are we? You know what you are? Follow the Shulchan Arach. You follow the Halacha, you'll be good to go. Everything will be taken care of. But there is such a concept um, as part of our belief that there are opportunities to correct. Now, what exactly this means? Does it mean that we are who we are? We are ourselves. There maybe is a certain element that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows other opportunities. This is all the way, by the way, this is all based on the idea of, if you look at number 25, the Pasuk says, and this is what we learned last week, where sometimes Hashem gives a certain family the zuchus to host a neshama that needs a specific tikkun. So in order to bring ultimate rectification for everybody, this is all based on the Pasuk in number 25, Hashem always orchestrates events that nobody should ever be cast away. There's another approach that uh, Rav Tzuker brings that he heard from one of the Mikubalim that actually another uh, teaching of the Arizal is that a person has different, his soul consists of different nitsoitsois, different sparks. Which I think um, in a certain sense would sit, see most people they hear about Gogol and they, they sort of decompartmentalize. Okay? I have no idea what this means. Now I'm just hearing the words but the because to think that, you know, who exactly am I, you can't even deal with such a thing. So you sort of resign yourself to, you're going to continue living the way you always did, and I'm just going to listen to these words now. But th- this teaching makes it much more understandable. That Rizal says the, the Neshama consists of many, many nitsoitzes, many sparks. So it's possible that one of the many, many sparks of a person is, comes back to rectify a small thing that, that, that needs rectification. In other words, you know, you live your life, you get your reward in Olam Haba, you know, it's not like you're making the, the full trip back down here, but there's a certain tikkun that's required, so a little, little crumb, so to speak, 
is going to be given the opportunity to fix what it needs to fix. Anyway, that's an, so that's another dimension over here that when we say that women uh, do have uh, Gilgal and Kamin, uh, one of their needs sites. Now this is very interesting. There's an amazing Ben Yehayada. The Ben Yehayada says in Sanhedrin, and we had the, this Gemara in Ksubis also, I believe. It says, Tiltula de Gavra Kasha Mide Itza. Remember that? Tiltula de Gavra Kasha Mide Itza. It's harder for a man to move than a woman. It's sort of counterintuitive. You know, you think a man, well, what does a man need already? A man has his, uh, he has his chair, he has a table, he has a refrigerator, he has a bed, so he's good to go. Women need, they need their, their, uh, you know, their home and their friends and their shopping. And the Gemara says just the opposite. Women are good wherever they are. Men, he needs his friends, he needs his shul, he needs his chevra, he needs his community, otherwise he's lost. It's harder for a man to move than a woman. Says a Beneshchai, this doesn't mean literally. It means the movings of a man, the reincarnations of a man, are much more painful than a woman. A man's going to have to make many different trips to fix everything that he ruined, much more than a woman. Why? Because women only have to, listen to this, women only have to go through a few Gilgulim. Why? Because what do they have to do already? You know, a man, he has to wake up for Zman Krishna. It's very early these days. You know, especially if you're Makbid on the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram is Zman on, this past show is 827. Okay, so we really passed like the Gra, it was later, but it's like 9 o'clock. So what if a man misses Zman Krishna, right? He's up the creek. The woman, she never missed Zman Krishna in her life. She's not chayv to say Shema Bismanai. She never missed Tfilah Bismanai. So she's pater from all mitzvah Shazman Grama. She's pater from Bittal Taira. The guy who checks the news outlet for the 90th time in the day, he's accountable. He should have been learning. The woman, there's no Bittal Taira. She could check the same thing on a different side, even though it's the same nonsense that it didn't happen, not on this side, not on the other. Somebody made it up in the first place. Never even happened. Probably the opposite happened. Somebody needed to make money, so they made up a story and they got your attention and then they sold ads on it. And then three days later, they find it never happened. So a man is accountable. Woman's not accountable. Women don't have the idea of personal kedusha. There's no avoin carry. They're not stealing. They're not robbing. They're not cheating. They're not involved in business as much. But man has a lot of different things he has to be careful, he has to watch out for. Even in today's society where women are, you know, are out in the workforce, nevertheless, men, it's much harder to be, you know, it's like they say, how come there's so many, you know, in Shaduchim, there's so many good girls, and they're like one out of a thousand good guys. Right? That's a, no kidding. No kidding. Not a secret. Sorry. We may have to do editing on this year after. Luckily, you know, if <laughs> we could just take it down after. Um, yeah? <laughs> At your own risk. So that's what the Ben is saying. The Ben is saying that um, 
the transmigrations of a man are much more difficult than that of a woman. And that is because man has a lot more that he's accountable for. And since uh, he has a lot more that, that he's accountable for, <coughs> therefore, uh, man's... Now, this is different than the Arizal. The Ariz said, men are nizgalgil, women are not. This might be another reason for it. Men got a lot of things they got to fix up. Women, shasani uh, kirtsoyne, God made them very close to the way He wants it. Women are created in a way where they're already predisposed to do the will of Hashem. Men, they got to jump through hoops until they get it right. Now, this whole shir is based on the teaching of the Arizal that men can reincarnate, women generally do not. Is this unanimously maintained? No. And I didn't realize until right now that the one who argues on the Ari was the Arizal's Rebbe. I didn't even realize that. There's a sefer from Mitzudas David. Mitzudas David was written by Reb David ben Zimra, who's the rabbi in Cairo for 40 years. He was the Rebbe of Shita Mekubetzas. He was the Rebbe of the Arizal. And he was asked, Im Hamida... Now, wh- he wrote a Sefer on Mitzvahs. How does he get Gilgulim into a Sefer on Mitzvahs? It's by the Mitzvah of Yibam. The concept of Yibam is that when somebody marries um, his brother's wife, when his brother dies, so the child is considered the reincarnate We've spoken about this. The child is in the of the deceased brother. So he says, Does reincarnation um, occur to women? He says, of course. Of course it, appear, it occurs to women. And it's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, God always orchestrates events so that nobody should be cast away. And women are also a nefesh. And men and women are equal to all Einshin in the Torah. The Zois Hatuda be Yisrael, and they're Bechal Yisrael. Now, I'll read to you the Hebrew, which I will not get into in this year. And actually, there's a lot to talk about, about this following subject, which I will not even translate, but just to whet your appetite. Veha'ish Yisgalgel Be'isha Mepnei Ha'inesh. That I didn't come back reincarnate as a woman. Now, if you remember in our Tefillah Shirim, it's possible for a man, when his soul goes up to Shamayim, that the next day it comes back down and it's not the soul of a Zachar anymore. It's the soul of an Akeva. So therefore, every day you have to make the bracha, Shaloyasani Isha. We learned that in the Tefillah Shurim, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago. But that's definitely beyond the scope of this lecture. And uh, What? I think so. I think so. Anyway, one last Maramakim over here. He brings that Rus originally was a Jewish woman. And because of sin, she was reincarnated as a Gentile woman. And when Bayaz came to the world, and Rus was supposed to marry her, so she converted. So there's an idea that when a person converts, usually you say when a person converts, their soul was on Harsinai. But now there's a possibility when a person converts, originally, first time around, they were Jewish, 
they were demoted, so now they're not they're not joining the fold. They're they're coming back to the fold. They were originally Jewish. If anyone needs a nice vartar to say over for Shabbos table, I'll be happy to send you one after the shir. And uh, this is the topic of The bottom line is, it seems from that Rizal, that the concept of Gilgal is more applicable to men than to women, especially in light of the fact that the Arizal says it on the positive that men are able to rectify themselves and protect themselves from Gehenim through learning Torah, so therefore they can't go to Gehenim, so there's no other alternative other than Gilgal. But the way the Benesh Chai says it is that men need Gilgal because they need to be learning Torah, so therefore they're very held accountable for not learning Torah, so they need Gilgal. Not that because of Torah they're protected from Gehenim, so they have no alternative but Gilgulim, but the way the Benesh Chai says it, they're accountable, so they need Gilgal. Women don't need it. Um, the bottom line is, try to do it right the first time around. And I wish everyone a wonderful evening. Brachavat